Hello everyone, my name is Illumide. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse podcast. I could go on, but I don't like have to go on. Go on. <laughs> go on. Okay. <laughs> and, all right. So today we have a special guest hanging out with us. Please welcome Simi. Hi. Hey Simi. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We're happy to have you. Hi everyone. It's good to be here. My name is Simi. <laughs> and that's that on that. <laughs> so Christy, what have you been up to since the last episode? So I started, I meant to do this forever, but I started watching the um, Twilight Zone reboot that Jordan Peele did. Because I'm like... I didn't know about this. You didn't know about this? Yeah, well, probably because they put it on... They're such scammers. They made the show, but then it was only on CBS All Access, which is now Paramount+. No. Plus. Yeah, that, that was their whole, like... They're like, we've got a great show that you can only get if you buy this streaming service, which only has one good show on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I have my dad's password to CBS All Access <laughs> because I did not spend money on that. But I finally started watching it because I love Jordan Peele, like huge, huge fan, huge fan of his movies. Like if he's a producer on something, I will take his word for it. I'm in. So I started watching it and it's good but it's just i don't know did you watch the old twilight zone no no i haven't watched the old. i, I know enough about it to get by in conversation but i never yeah. watched it <laughs> to get by <laughs> did you watch it Simmy? i think i may have seen an episode or two um from what i understand it's it's kind of similar to like the black mirror netflix show except black mirror is a little more modern right yes right Right, yeah, it's sort of a similar vibe to that. And it's these sort of like weird, supernatural, sometimes it has like sort of a science fiction twist. Yeah, and it's it's sort of like can have like campy moments or like gotcha moments, but the reboot is good. It's just like, there's nothing new really. It's it's the same type of Twilight Zone and it's, it's well acted, it's well produced. It's just, I don't know, for Jordan Peele, I'm like putting the weight of the world on him. Like you have to reinvent the genre with everything you do. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, he's been knocking it out of the park for a little bit, so the expectation is not unreasonable. It's so hard to live up to it, though. That's that's the bad part about being excellent, is that you are expected to be consistently excellent forever, which is impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So this is completely unfair because I'm really enjoying it and they have a lot of great guest actors. It's just like my expectations were a little bit higher than what it ended up being, but still worth watching very much. So it's fun. Jordan Peele does the like, or Rod Serling did this when he hosted. It's like this, like really overdramatic narration at the beginning and the end. It's like, well, such and such didn't count on taking a trip through the Twilight Zone. <laughs> he does it so well. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's worth it just all, for that. <laughs> I never realized the original Twilight Zone was also narrated. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this. Then you might not have watched the show. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I just lied. Yeah, I thought I maybe I've only seen clips of it. I don't remember the the narration. Wow. 
It's not always narrated all the way through. There's always like a little narration at the beginning and end. And then sometimes there's some in the middle, just depending on how they're telling that story. But does it does it move at a, at a fast pace or is it a slow pace show? It's sort of in the middle. Um, the old one was half an hour. These are a little longer, which I think doesn't help. I think that kind of the sort of stories they do because they, they like the gotcha ending. The like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Like, mm. and if it goes on for long enough, like the longer episodes of this reboot, I found like, okay, I can, this is pretty, like not super predictable, but I'm like, I see where this is going. (laughs) So. (laughs) All right. Okay. So I probably can watch it like three times the speed if I do watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to. Three times I'm just going to guzzle the whole thing down and not even try. Yeah, I'm not going to. If if it's a story that's dragging for three hours and I can get it in 30 minutes, I'm going to watch it. (laughs) Much faster than 1x speed. Right. Um, Yeah, but I will check it out. I didn't know he made a remake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. How does it measure up to Lovecraft Country. Have you seen that show? Yeah, yeah. I love Lovecraft Country. That was a wild ride. Um. (laughs) Sure was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those are hard to to compare. Um, Because the Twilight Zone does have such like an old school feeling, um, even though it's more like, it's like updated, it's modern, but it still has that like, I don't know exactly the word for that aesthetic but the like 60s like very hosted serial show but sure. yeah lovecraft country was wonderful what did you think of it did you watch it <laughs> i did i i really really liked it it was just so unique yeah because i had never seen a show that was kind of historical fiction slash sci-fi slash fantasy slash futuristic all All in the same same (laughs) show and then they tackled such heavy topics that affect the black community in each episode with monsters and magic in the past and in the future at the same time so it was a lot going on it was definitely a very ambitious project but i think i think it came out really really well i really like that show a lot mm-hmm. yeah do you think they're gonna do a second season of it nah the way they ended it and you know yeah. what i like it that way i like it when shows are a story that's told in a set number of seasons as opposed to just keep on extending the story and extending the story and you can kind of see the writers scrambling to make the show go on longer than it should have gone. It doesn't feel right. organic anymore. Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Lost. Did you watch Lost well, back truly, in the day? I Good God. <laughs> no, actually. Really? Yeah, I, I'm so glad I, lo- I wasn't on that train. I, I know that that was, uh, it derailed quickly and they just kept going. <laughs> well, the show was called Lost, but um, <laughs> so got lost, but um, I also finished a book for the first time in so long. Terrible. I don't read it. Like, I used to read books so fast. When I was like, like middle school, high school, I felt like I, I don't know. I guess I didn't have any real problems then or something. I have no idea. I used to finish (laughs) books really fast. (laughs) Anyways, I started this book called The Good House by Tanana Reeve Dew, like almost a year ago on audiobook. I finally finished it. 
excellent book. It didn't take me that long because it's not a good book. It's a very good book. <laughs> it's a, it's like a haunted house <laughs> story. It's a haunted house story, but it brings in some interesting elements of voodoo and race issues. It's a really interesting story and and well told. And I was glad I did the audiobook because there's all these like Creole accents, which obviously I would not get just like reading it. Oh, I see. I see. It's wonderful. That makes a difference. That makes a really big difference. Recently, actually, I have been listening to the audiobook of Americana by Chimamanda oh. Ngozi Adichie. I love And that I don't know if you all have either read the book or listened to the audiobook, but the version that I'm listening to, the reader... Um, really hits the accents on the head. And it really adds so much to the appre- my appreciation of the story because she hits those ni- the subtleties and the different types of Nigerian right. accents, oh. the, the more quote-unquote posh Nigerian accent versus the less posh Nigerian accent versus the British Nigerian accent. It really oh. just adds so much to the appreciation of the story. So I really think... Um, for stories in which you have people with different accents from like different backgrounds, it makes a big difference. You know, I tried reading that book by Chimamanda and I didn't finish it. I might have got through a third of it and I thought it was slow. And don't get me wrong, I love Chimamanda, but mm-hmm. I thought it was slow. And at that time in my life, I was looking for like a smash hit book. So I dropped that book and that's when I actually read, I think, Gone Girl or something because I, I was like it's not fast paced enough so I put it down and I picked something <laughs> else up but yeah but I, I later regretted it because everybody was saying how great the book was and I was like oh maybe if I had gotten to like maybe another 50 pages I would have loved it but I don't know I don't know if I would have liked it as much if I read it on paper mm-hmm. versus the audiobook because mm-hmm. the performance the vocal performance of the narrator is just it's great. Is, yeah. is great it's really great really elevates the story experience yeah i i have the physical book but i don't think i would have gone through the whole thing too because yeah. like i don't know maybe my imagination is not strong enough to <laughs> generate all those accents but the narrator was able to and i was like wow okay. look at her go she better work look at her go <laughs> she better <laughs> look work at her go. <laughs> no i can second that i've listened to that same audiobook but it's funny like now i have a new appreciation because i don't know the like different nuances of the nigerian accent but i just know like having the accent like it made a lot of not the accent necessarily just like she really brought all of the like characters to that to life and like was a culture like right. some cultural elements that i wasn't necessarily familiar with like helped me really connect with that. I loved that audiobook. I would also recommend on that note, Trevor Noah's autobiography. I think it's called Born a Crime. It's so good. The audiobook, he reads it and it's so good. All the like South African accents, like his imitation of his mother is hilarious. Like him doing his mother. He tells all these stories about his mother (laughs) and I died every time. (laughs) So Simi, what have you been up to? Well, in the past couple of weeks, I went to the movie theater for the first time. Really? The first time and the second time. Oh. And I saw the movies Minari and I saw the movie Judas and the Black Messiah in mm. movie theater. So I saw both of those movies and it was really great. First of all, I really, really missed going to the movies. Like just the physical yeah. experience of going outside 
(laughs) going outside (laughs) and really just seeing it on a humongous screen in the dark you're kind of sharing this experience with other people you can kind of hear their reactions and um popcorn and candy i know i can get popcorn and candy at home but it's just it's not the same it's not the same it's not overpriced at all it doesn't taste the same (laughs) like you know paying 300 percent more on it just makes it taste so much better (laughs) so that's all period yeah so i really really appreciated being able to do that and seeing those two movies they're they're different and i think they're both nominated for oscars And they're both really, really good. I have heard of the the Judas and the Black Messiah. I think it's featuring Daniel Kaluuya. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I haven't heard of um, Minari. Minari is a movie about a Korean family that moves to Arkansas, I believe in the 70s or 80s. Mm-hmm. And the father of the family is trying to find opportunity for his family he's trying to start a farm and sell produce and i believe the director and the writer are the same person and it's a semi-autobiographical um film about his experience growing up as a korean person in arkansas and it's a really it's a really good movie it is it's it's definitely slower but it it has a lot of heart Ah. Hmm. has a yeah. lot of heart you know the immigrant story i i'm attracted <laughs> to the immigrant story i like seeing it i like seeing it you know just just different takes on the the coming to america and right. trying to assimilate and trying to find your way in this new society um i've, I've always been attracted to that um to that narrative and i think it's it, it it was really well done really heartfelt worthwhile movie to go see right see i'm always interested when um the person who wrote it is also the person who directed it mm-hmm. because you know that there's going to be fantastic translation between the text or the script to the actual movie like the vision that they had is going to carry as opposed to them writing it and like handing it off to someone else to do the movie and you know for a fact when they when they're done <laughs> It may not be the same. They'll highlight parts that were not even relevant, but (laughs) anyway. So the other movie, Judas and the Black Messiah, really great film about the late Fred Hampton, who was one of the leaders of the Black Panther Party. And, you know, when we think about the civil rights movement, we think about the Black Panther Party, I feel that Fred Hampton doesn't get as much as attention as perhaps Huey Newton and Malcolm X. So I really appreciated this movie covering his life and his contributions to the Black Panther Party and the snitch that ratted him out. (laughs) (laughs) The snitch that ratted him out. Uh, Played really well by Lakeith Stanfield, by the way, who you and I both appreciate very much. Yeah, (laughs) I I love Lakeith Stanfield. And also, whenever, I don't know, I think them two, Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield, they need to just partner them in like a whole bunch of movies. Because the way they play off each other is beautiful. I And I'm talking, when they did um, Get Out together, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That was beautiful. I, I like that. So if it's if it if they play opposite each other as well as it did in that movie, I'm here for it. They're both really strong actors, and Daniel Kaluuya is Fred Hampton in yes. the movie. I right. watch I watch I've watched documentaries about Fred. Ham- well, one documentary. Of, of so, so many, so many. One whole documentary about Fred Hampton, and so I, you know, I saw that, and I was like, oh my god, like he looks like him he sounds like him he is him and what's weird is that he even captures his mannerisms just the way that he moves that's an actor and that's an actor that is an actor and i completely forgot that daniel kaluuya is british and he's a british guy and he's playing this this american person and so convincingly and even though daniel kaluuya looks nothing like fred hampton in the movie, he does look like him just because he embodies right. he embodies him so well, and so I wow. I just think that's so impressive when whenever you see that happen in a in a movie, like it doesn't happen very often. I think we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, where I was like ranting about like people who act and don't do a really good job because I was talking about this when I, I watched him. I care a lot. Oh, I was gonna watch that, and it was Rosamund Pike Park? opposite. Diane Weist. And I was saying how I forgot that Diane Weist has two Oscars, not one. And when I watched that movie, I was like, this is why she has two Oscars. So yeah, the acting makes a difference in how the actor embodies the character. Yeah, what have I been up to? I started watching The Crown, and I only started watching it because I got my stationary bike. Hey, <laughs> And I needed something to feel the time, so Netflix had The Crown on there, so I clicked play. I actually didn't realize that my knowledge of the great British monarchy doesn't go any, anywhere before the 1970s. Mm. I didn't realize that. I just thought I knew what of everything there was to know. But apparently I just didn't know that far back. So I think the, the first season starts in like uh, 47, 1947, mm. where they're, they're showing like, um, you know, the queen actually becoming the queen and what that entails and her father, like his demise. I didn't know he died of lung cancer. I didn't know that. I didn't know he died young. I thought he was there for a really long time. You know what I mean? So I'm learning all the history. And I have to I have to stop to myself and think. Because I started feeling sorry for the royal family. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, whoa. Wait, let's slow it down there. <laughs> I was like, I can't feel sorry for these people. Why am I? But the show... Is is really slow, which I don't like. I I've, I've been trying to like watch it at two x speed, but I can't figure out where on Netflix to click to, <laughs> to go faster. <laughs> but um, I I will say though that the show does, if nothing else, it does a really good job at humanizing the monarchs because it shows the pressure that they're under to continue to play this role. That is, and also spoiler alert: this is talking about the crown on Netflix, but. You know what I was pissed about? When they were talking about um, what the purpose of the monarchy is, and I, I'm going to say this unequivocally, it sounded very much like the same argument that white supremacists use. Mm. And what they were saying was, the monarchy is built and is anointed by the divine in mm. order to give mere human beings a model to aspire to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Basically, and I was like, "Yikes! Really? 
because they were like, oh, we have we have to be poised, we have to be elegant, we have to be so much better than everybody else because we are the model for the peasants yeah. to look to so that they can have a moral compass. And I was like, you guys really think you're the shit, don't you? <laughs> yeah, so the, that argument. And the thing is, I, I, I think they do believe that because that's why they were able to justify colonialism. They were saying how the rest of the world was savage and we had to bring dignity to them. Mm-hmm. So we colonized them to deliver this divine dignity that they have so much of. And I was like, okay, okay, enough of this shit. Yeah, I, I think that is the only problematic thing there. I'm sure there's more. I'll find it like if I keep watching. If you are one of the producers of The Crown and you're listening to this, can you please pick the fucking pace up in the goddamn show? <laughs> Jesus. The stationary bike thing, I'm on day four of it. So far, so good. I try to do an hour or two a day on it, but we'll see how long that lasts. Mm. I'll let you know when I fall off it, for sure. <laughs> I also, I've continued watching Generation. Oh, yeah? The show on HBO. I stand by my initial thoughts. The reason why I think this specific show is interesting is because it depicts high school as it would be today, where everybody's tried to be the most woke Oh, exactly. That <laughs> might give me chest pain. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> exactly. But I, I think the drama is just there. There's room for them to develop that drama because you know mm. these kids who are just trying to be extra woke. The one kid in the show who I think might be the main character, at least for this season, he is this flamboyant gay kid, and he's also very witty smart-mouthed and I think he has a crush on his high school counselor who also happens to be queer and that <laughs> sexual tension there like I want to see where that goes mm-hmm. that could be amazing drama but I hope they don't waste because I feel like that's the only thing that the show has going for it I, I don't want them to do the thing where they waste that one good plot line and don't really do much with it. So I'm, I'm watching them to see where it goes. If they fuck it up, I'll come back here next week and I'll let you know that this show is trash. Also, stop Asian hate, one. But two, I think we should also stop white terrorism. But that's just my hot take. Moving on. Mm. So the topic we'll be discussing today is hair. My hair. It don't move. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Yeah. My hair, it don't move. <laughs> yeah, you sent me like a you sent me like a seven minute compilation of the my hair it don't move TikToks, and it's been in my head all day. Which it's only like a fifteen second like song thing, and it just loops over and over. For it's so good. <laughs> it was so good. She's I don't like, regret it. But <laughs> my hair, it don't move. It don't. Do you hear what I'm telling you? It don't move. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the um since we've like brought up this topic I've had the from the musical the song hair in my head is my whiteness showing like what <laughs> I know like two songs from that ha- is it hairspray or hair there's hair. hair that's more like it's more like hippie yeah what? it's like a hippie musical yeah it's like hippie 70s or 60s free love vibe. like i don't really know what it's even about other than like hair and sex <laughs> and drugs like it, from what i can tell it's just like <laughs> i mean i don't think it's like making fun of that movement but it just seems like very stereotypically all that that move i don't know wow 
I just know like the title song, okay, I've, I... <laughs> which is called Hair. <laughs> so it's in my head. Wow, it's about a Vietnam War draftee who makes who meets and be, uh, befriends a tribe of hippies on his way to the army induction. Yeah, this sounds very seventies. Yeah. This, yeah, this is very seventies. Wow. Okay, sorry. Carry on. Oh no, there's no more to the story other than I have the title song from that musical <laughs> stuck in my head because I've been thinking about the hair episode all week. That's all. <laughs> but I suppose we should start by talking about the, the categories of hair because I don't actually know how hair is categorized except by texture. And I don't know all the necessary. I know it's like a, a number and a letter. Yes. Do you know more? I do. So there is a hair typing system that starts from 1A and goes to 4C, with 1A being the softest, least, well, I don't want to say soft per se, that might not be the right word, but the loosest, straightest hair, with 4C being what we understand the very tightly coiled afro and then everyone else is in the middle just on the spectrum starting from 1a 1b 1c then you go to 2a 2 the two category is more wavy the three category is when you start to get into the curls and then four is when you get into the the the, the, the tighter curl Uh. yes and then the abc denotes how loose or coiled it is within that so it's only three in each uh, number just a, okay. B, A, B, C, That's and it, then okay. one through four. So mm. if we just slice it, it's like 12 hair types, really. Everybody can fall into somewhere in 12. Huh. We learn something new every day. Yes. <laughs> I, I knew that there were there was a typing system, but I, I, th- I thought like, I knew that there were four, but I didn't know there were only three in each segment. I thought like, depending on, if you're one, one could be based on straight, and then you have like one A through E, but it's only C apparently. Yeah, it just each. goes through yeah. C. I believe the typing system was started by Andre Walker, who was Oprah's hairstylist for many, many, many years. Ooh, she brought us the range here today. I, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> she has the range. The range, darling. The range. <laughs> yeah, I like vaguely uh-huh. knew there was a system, but I think that's only because Instagram advertises hair stuff to me. <laughs> that, that's so I knew the system existed, but I knew nothing about it. I don't know how many natural colors there are. I know there's, there's pretty much red, brown, blonde, and somewhere in black. Right. And white gray for, for the oh, older, yeah, yeah. older individuals. Platinum, right. Let's yeah. not forget let's that. Let's not forget, you know. Miranda Priestley. Yeah. Which, by the way, that is my favorite color of hair. Like the the grayish white. I like, like it too. Like the grayish platinum. It's, it's beautiful. Anybody can pull that off. It's beautiful hair. So what are your natural hair colors, Christy? <laughs> <laughs> um, so my natural hair color is blonde. So weirdly, I don't know how common this is. I've never looked it up, but I was born with like almost black hair, like dark, like a head full of really dark really? hair. Yeah, it all fell out by the time I was like six month old and grew back in like white blonde. I don't know why. Wow. That's that's weird. But you can literally like see my baby pictures. It's like I have black hair and then all of a sudden I'm bald and then I was blonde for the rest of my life. <laughs> so so weird. But, so far. But when I was young, it was like that white, really light blonde and it's gotten darker and darker as I've gotten older. And now it's like 
still blonde, but like tending towards brunette. Oh, Simi? Oh, yeah. My natural hair color is is black, very dark brown. I've never dyed my hair before. So yeah, never, never got any type of highlights, never tried any sort of boxed color. So this is my hair color and it basically has always been this color, maybe maybe darker when I was younger. Hmm. Yeah, I have also, well, I had also black hair, but I have dyed my hair. It, I remember. It didn't go well. <laughs> It did not go well. It did not go well. I processed the Jesus out of my hair. It was, because I remember then, I don't know why I did it. I think I had, I had relaxed it, right? Mm. And then I tried, now, my hair used to be like the most annoying to deal with. Like combing it was a pain because the comb wouldn't even go through it. Didn't matter how loose the comb was. It was just a pain to comb. Mm. So for me to get by on the easiest thing possible, I'd relax the hair just so I could run a comb through it like in five seconds in the morning and be out the door in college. That was like, it was so easy to do. Now, I decided to then do the platinum look Mm. after I'd relaxed my hair. So I put the bleach in my hair after that. Now, if you're at home right now i need you to know this if you want to relax your hair and then bleach it don't just don't do it but if you do consider doing either or i recommend highly that you find a trusted and experienced hairdresser to go to because when i did mine the hair just fell out no it just fell out no <laughs> like it was brittle you would like grab a handful of it and it would just come straight out I processed it so much. But it also didn't actually turn into the platinum. Because again, the hair was so thick that I don't even think whatever bleach could penetrate the strand. So it just ended up being like this weird red-orange. And then I used to work at the dean's office. And I couldn't take that color hair to work. So I had to dye it back. (gasps) dark brown or black (laughs) by the time i was done with that weekend i was like get me the clippers it had to go the whole thing had to go but yeah i know that i i have dyed my hair not i would not recommend it if you're gonna do it find a a really trusted experienced hairdresser to do it for you Mm -hmm. and also since we've all shared our natural hair color and since it seems as if the hair typing system might be a little new new to you both for our listeners, Illumide has about 4B, 4C hair. I have about 3C to 4A, and I would say Christy has about 1A to 1B hair. For your, So you can imagine. Yeah. So my hair is not the type that um, <laughs> would have done well with that kind of processing. It would, yeah. And I, I don't know if this is a racist question to ask. It says on here, what is your favorite hair color? But is it a racist question to ask? I'm sure I, somebody thinks so in this, in this, <laughs> in this day in, and age. In this I don't know somebody. Right. I'll go first because I asked it on account of if anybody's going to get canceled, it'll be me. But my favorite hair color, I wrote black, but we just discussed a platinum gray hair. Oh, my God. The first day I discovered white hair in my beard, I was losing it. I, I remember, like, okay, so the garage that I park in, 
If you don't get there before like 10 a.m., all the floors are filled except the roof.、Mm. So if you park on the roof, it's just all the sunlight comes straight into you. Right. Into you. And I don't know for whatever reason, I think I, I pulled down the visor to look at the mirror before I jumped out of the car. And all that sunlight hit my beard, and I saw two white hairs. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I knew it was coming, but I didn't think it'd come now. So, of course,、um, I think I panicked, freaked out, and I sent you a text. I was like, I found white hairs in my beard. And I kid you not, like, maybe three months after that, I like, found eight times the number of white hairs. Oh, no. In my beard. Like, the moment I noticed them, they were all there. And I was like, well, here we have it, ladies and gentlemen. My beard is turning white. <laughs> But, yeah. Once they start, they just, they just keep on、yeah. coming. It's, and it's not, I wish I had enough of them. For it to be full salt and pepper. Like it, it'll, but there, there aren't many of them, but they're, like, it, it, and they're, they're, like, they're also in, like, in weird, really visible places. So like, if you look, you can automatically see them. And it's, it's hard because, you know, it, it's an awkward transition. It's、right. kind of like for men who are trying to grow beards, you have to get over that hump of that weird, p a t c h y it doesn't you connect. Know, like, Patchy, unconnected situation.、Mm-hmm. You, you just kind of have to go with that for a while until you can achieve the full beard look. You're, Illuminate, you're very fortunate that you don't have、Mine、to worry、connects. about that. It's connected, it's full. But for a lot of men who are not so fortunate <laughs> that, are, that aspire to a beard, they have to do that patchwork Patch- no, situation for months until, until something <laughs> but comes do together. You know,、yep. We were talking about this two episodes ago. They make Beard pencils for men. How does it differ from. It's a it, mascara. And、okay. it's an eyebrow、okay. pencil. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We talked about it. And,、uh, yeah. Branding、so、they, and marketing. Yeah. They, they, they do make them, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Also, somebody said this to me the other day, and I wanted to smack them. They were like, well, you have to consider yourself fortunate because even if you're losing hair on your head, at least you have a connected beard. And I was like, I guess. How dare you? <laughs> like, <laughs> consolation prize. The other thing I was going to say, I, I remember when we were younger, there were, there were kids who wanted to grow a beard so badly. They were so eager to get a beard. <laughs> and I was telling them, no, 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 you actually you, you don't want this. Like, you, you really don't want this. Because before beards became an in thing, you used to like, try to be clean shaven.、Mm. You have no idea how long it took. Like, in the mirror in the morning, because of my 4C hair, I can't just grab a straight razor and shave my face.、Mm. I, don't, I, I don't know if this makes sense because the hair is extremely thick, but the pores from which the hair comes out, the follicles, are really small.、Mm. So if you have a really clean, close shave and the skin covers the hair, the hair doesn't have a. It, it has to find its way back out through the skin. And if it doesn't, it just grows back inward.、Mm. It is. Painful, painful.、Mm-hmm. And there's, as soon as you have that clean shave, there's nothing you're gonna get ingrown hairs. It's unavoidable. So I couldn't ever do like a razor shave. I'd have to do the electric、um, clippers, but I'd have to get the electric, electric clippers that had really fine, narrow width 
such that it'll look like a clean shave unless you were like this close to my face. Mm. But I would still have enough hair on the outside of my skin that it wouldn't cause an ingrowth. Yeah, you automatically imagine that there, there's only... You couldn't do a first pass and be okay with it because there'd be a patch that wasn't even. Then you'd have to go over it several times. With the, I'd stand in the mirror for at least 30 minutes every morning. And at some point I was like, this isn't working for me. I just don't have the time. So I was like, we're going to get a beard. But all the kids were like, yeah, I want a beard too. And I was like, you are an idiot. <laughs> idiot. Because when you get it, it's work. Yeah. My husband was one of those that uh, he grew a beard pretty much for the first time in his life over quarantine. Because he, he had like sort of tried before and it was like it stayed in that patchy unconnected phase for like way too long. And he was like, like, this is not acceptable in public anymore. But he was like, okay. Now we're not going into public. Like this was like April of last year. He was like, clearly we're not going anywhere. So let's just experiment and see how long it takes. It took a long time. (laughs) It got there eventually. It took a long time. (laughs) I think my favorite hair color is that like really dark red auburn color. Just because of like how it catches the light. I feel like that hair color... It can look like very dark sometimes and then really bright other times. I just find that color fascinating. Right. It's very pretty. Um, is that the hair that um, Jessica Chastain has? I'm thinking of a color a little darker, but she has beautiful hair. That is a pretty color. Right. I was going to say her hair is outstanding. Mm-hmm. That hair is beautiful. Um, yeah. but I, I, So you mean a little darker than that? Rebo McIntyre? (laughs) (laughs) Hair idol. (laughs) I know. You know who else's hair I like? Um, Adele. I think she calls it Ginger Biscuit. I don't know if that's a real name. But her hair is like this reddish blonde Mm. with a little bit of brown undertones. And Adele's hair is beautiful. She has really... I think now she's more blonde than she used to be. Yeah. But yeah, her hair is fantastic. What's your favorite? I'm with you, Illumide. I like the, I'm really liking the gray. I like the gray a lot, especially uh, people who, they kind of have an ombre gray going on. So it's more white in the beginning and it starts to ombre into mm. the into the gray. So it looks a, a little more natural as opposed to it being just block gray. Right. But like streaks of lighter white in the front and a little bit darker in the back. I think it looks really good. My um, my grandma had had gray, rest in peace. My my dad's mom, and her gray was beautiful. She had like, it it was kind of like, cartoon gray, <laughs> almost white. Mm-hmm. And it, her whole hair, it wasn't like there were like darker grays gradient. It was just a block of white. And of course, she had my skin tone. She was a dark woman, so it looked beautiful. Okay, we have to. Take a hard left and discuss the trend of blonde hair in the urban community. You mean black people? <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> yes, yes. All of these young men have blonde hair. I have been noticing that. Yeah, didn't Kanye West dye his hair blonde yeah. for a little bit? Oof. Um, Everybody has it. Oh, ha- I've seen I've it, seen the trend. It's what the cool kids are doing. Antonio Brown, the football player, when he dyed his mustache blonde, oh, it was awful. It was so bad. 
I don't know who this man is. I'm sorry to this man. If I saw him on the street, I wouldn't know a thing. Uh, he's a, an urban no. individual. <laughs> he's a, he's a, fuck me for trying to make that sound a little less racist. <laughs> Why are these Negroes dying their hair blonde? Let's talk about right. it. I, I, but the thing is, but it looks good. I actually like looking at it. It's it, it's really beautiful to see. It it looks great. If I had hair, I would do it. Um, are you familiar with the singer Moses Sumney? No. Well, at one point he died. One he he's a dark skinned individual with with black hair. Naturally, he died one eyebrow blonde and half of his hair blonde. What? So it was, oh. was like a color block thing if you type in moses sumney and, and blonde maybe you'll find it he might have gone back from that time yeah oh this is beautiful looks cool oh yes this is how you do it if you're gonna do it this is how you, this is what i mean i feel like at some point i need to get my beard game because that's the only thing i can dye mm-hmm. to look like that so maybe i'll do one eyebrow too and then the beard oh wow with one blonde eyebrow I also want to get, this is not important to this episode, but like, I also want to get one or, can you you go with me to make sure they don't like kill me? I want to get either or both ears pierced. I'm going to be a bad kid this year. Okay. I'm going to be a disgrace to my family. I know a place. I know a place. Take me. And if it hurts, just watch me scream. (laughs) But yeah, no, this, this, this fuck by aesthetic is what I'm going for. (laughs) This is my aspiration in life. It's a contrast. Yeah, it's contrast looks, is I, good. I don't. I don't know if it'll work on me, but like I'm. I'm hoping. I've seen what God has done for others, and I want Him to do the same for me. It's alarming how unoriginal it has become. Like I still think it looks good, even if it's unoriginal. But everybody's just like, oh yeah, I want to seem edgy and cool. Let me slap on a blonde hair. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Back in my day. For you to be edgy and cool, you'd have to do more than dyeing your hair blonde. Like what? Like doing the most. You'd have to be uncomfortable. You'd have to wear clothes that most people wouldn't consider wearing. The really cool stuff. Stuff that would be considered couture, not ready to wear. Couture is usually um, an artist's vision of what clothing is going to look like in the future. Versus ready to wear is like stuff that is just is made well and practical for today. Right. For you to be edgy, you'd have to go find all the really cool couture and wear stuff that looks like that. Yeah, but now nowadays you just, I don't know, you just get track pants and you dye your hair blonde and they're like, yes, I'm edgy. It seems so lazy. Like, I had to be uncomfortable for hours. Yeah, I don't know. It, it You know, you really got to take it on a case-by-case basis. I've seen instances in which I think it looks nice. I've seen instances in which I don't think it looks very nice. So, you know... I, try and take it on a case-by-case basis and you know based on on your skin tone you want to find the shade of blonde that will work for you because not all shades of blonde are created the same you know you have beyonce blonde you have platinum blonde you know you have mary j blige blonde there's lots lots of different types of blonde so yeah i feel like it must be so much upkeep though to have your hair dyed like such a different shade than your natural color like i can only imagine the work the money (laughs) oh god (laughs) yeah that's what i was saying like because whatever growth happens you have to keep going back Mm -hmm. yeah that's the only thing with dyeing one's hair is 
it can really damage your hair a lot. I remember Ariana Grande said that at one point, you know, when she was on that show, I think it was Victorious on Nickelodeon, they were constantly dyeing her hair red and her hair broke off so much. That's why for years she only did the half up, half down hairdo because her hair was so damaged from the constant um, dyeing and the hairstylists, I guess, were not you know, dyeing her hair in a sustainable way. They just kept, <laughs> they just kept, you know, slapping the dye on her hair and it really damaged her hair. So that's the thing with, with dyeing one's hair is that, you know, you gotta really also consider the health of one's hair right. too. Mm -hmm. um, and some people have found a way to do it. Um, I'm too scared to risk it. I'm so scared to, to dye my hair because if I want any color really to show, I'd have to bleach it really. And I don't know, I, I don't know what that'll do to my hair. So, right. I'm just gonna, you don't want this. Just gonna, <laughs> you know, kick it with what we were given right. over here. But I, I really love it when, when I see other people who have gone with a new hair color and it looks fabulous. I'm like, wow, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. <laughs> I guess I could dye my, like, my hair is blonde, so I probably could dye it, but I'm just, I'm lazy. And I don't have the money or the time to go to the salon that often. I just like, <laughs> but yeah, it's always like, I saw this girl walking down the street the other day, which I would not, like, I don't think I've ever seen green hair that I've liked. Like I've seen other unnatural colors that are really pretty, but green, I don't think was one, but this girl had her hair dyed completely green and it was beautiful. I don't know how she had done it like that. It was... Maybe it was a wig. Maybe. A wig. <laughs> it's a nice wig. If so. See, the wigs that they're making these days, these wigs are, they make wigs that look like braids, like cornrow braids. And it looks like the cornrow was pleated from their scalp. Wow. The wigotry is, woo. <laughs> the wigotry. It's, it's next level these days. I, I love it. I, especially the drag queens. I, there's a, there, there's like an episode of Sibling Rivalry where, I don't know if you guys know who Monet Exchange is. You may not, you know who Monet Exchange is. She's a drag queen, bald as a day's long. And she wore this wig that looked like there were cornrows that went out this way. And then there was a two big Afro puffs on either end of it. And it wasn't even glued down to her head. She like snatched it off and you could see it was a wig. And I was like, that's a wig? Yeah. That's why I don't have a lot of tolerance for when I see somebody in a TV show with a bad wig. <laughs> just invest. Just invest. We've come so far in wig technology. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. No excuse. I've always loved the French twist. Like, I don't know if anybody... Like, Nigerian women in like the 80s and 90s, they wore French twists every place and for those of you who don't know what the french twist is is your the sides of your head the hair gets pulled back and it's rolled into a vertical bun straight down the back of your head and i don't know if they like spray it with something but i remember like knocking the back of my mom's head and like that the twist in the back was solid it was rock solid it didn't move <laughs> So, do you, do you, have you seen it? Yeah. 
and they'd style the front up either they'll put like a, a sideways bang or they like this is the part that they style but the rest of it was snatched back down the middle and it just it looked so fascinating and elegant to me i always thought it was the coolest thing ever um this is not like a specific hairstyle i guess it's like a range of hairstyles but i love when uh women's hair has like the defined curls, not like the ringlet ringlets, but like you can see the like defined curls, but it's still sort of messy. It's one of those, like, I know, I see it in like commercials and they're like, my hair is free, like da da da. And it's like, that, <laughs> that hair is not free. That hair took so long, but it's so beautiful. The like, right. that, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's mostly hair jealousy because like I have curly wavy hair but it's really frizzy. So like on its own, like it does nice-ish curl shapes, but it's like, it's just so poofy. And then I can't use a curling iron to save my life. Like I've tried, I don't know why, I don't know what it is. I've tried for years. I've tried to learn how to use a curling iron. <laughs> I can't do it. So. It seems like hard work to me. Yeah. It seems like hard work. It is. I've had a I've had a run in with a curling iron once. I burned my face using a curling iron. It's very no. hazardous. I did the same thing. Tool, yeah. And I had a scar on my face for a few years. Thank God I was young enough that you know my I was still you know growing and skin turnover. You know they say every seven years, like every cell in your body is different. So this happened when I was like twelve or thirteen. So now the scar is gone. But. Wow, I'm so sorry. That yeah, is, not is. as sorry as I was yeah. for curling my hair on the phone. <laughs> on the I was phone. on the phone with a friend, and she made me laugh, and I pressed that joint across my face. And in retrospect, what pisses me off the most is I don't even remember what she told me that made me laugh so hard, burn my face, leave a scar for three years. I don't know what she said. <laughs> It wasn't even. It wasn't even memorable. It wasn't even, it wasn't even funny enough for me to remember. But I remember that scar. All oh, right, I haven't used a curling iron since. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh. I remember like when we were kids, the girls in high school, they would go get their hair done to come to school and stuff like that. And I and sometimes like either the the matron of the boarding house would do it for them, and the hair would be sizzling on the on the whatever it is either the hot comb or the other thing mm -hmm. and i'm like this looks dangerous the hair would be sizzling there'd be a puff of smoke coming up the iron yeah. and then like they would always have like the the little scars on their necks from like when the iron would burn when the thing was going up it's like i'm so happy that that's not me also the girls went through it like when they'd sit down to get their hair done for five hours at a time and they are snatching the hair from their scalp. Like when they were done, it'd be like a facelift. The hair would be braided so tight, it'd be all the way back here. So yeah, I feel African for... braiders, they don't play. They don't. They don't play. No. They will grab the hair from your scalp and completely yank it. Yeah, they will snatch it to kingdom come, okay? <laughs> no edge un, unsnatched. Okay? It would be pulled so tight. And like after they were done with the hair, they'd go take a frigging Tylenol ibuprofen because they just have a blistering headache. Poor girls. Oh I feel so sorry. Oof. Poor girls. Yeah. What's, Simi, what's your favorite women's hairstyle? Um, I would agree with Christy. I also really like when... I see women with curly hair. 
Um, I have a little bit of curl envy. I have curly hair, but my hair naturally goes into an S type of curl mm. as opposed to the circular ringlets. So the ends of my hair don't curl like that. And I have so much hair envy when I see girls with hair that does the full 360 mm -hmm. ringlet and it curls at the bottom. Mine does like the S curl. It kind of just gives up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so I I like it when I see that. And I also do, I I really like the look of, of box braids. Ah, uh, um, yes. It's very, it just, it just suits everybody. That's, it suits every woman that chooses to get box braids. You know, so there's certain hairstyles that don't work for certain people because of their face shape or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen a single woman who has gotten box braids that it didn't look, look good, good on. It looks good on everybody. And, yep. you know, it's low maintenance and um, it, just, it just looks really good. Looks really good. What's your favorite men's hairstyle? I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the side part that's high on top and then it fades down in the back like it, i don't know what it's called but it's like a a side part fade i don't know i like and that too i think fresh mm -hmm. prince might have had or no dj jazzy on fresh prince might have had it so you like the high high top the not medium? too like the oh. medium the <laughs> high one looks comical to me <laughs> but the medium one and I, I tried to do that through college like i had like a half pompadour and then i'd, I'd uh, part the sides or and then i'd have high up or sometimes i'd like put heavy gel in it to have it curl and then the rest of it was faded back inside and then yeah i, I like that haircut <laughs> yeah i mean i don't i don't know that many men's hairstyles i also really like the side part fade i think that's a really good look yeah i feel like i know more men's hairstyles that i don't like than ones that i do <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite men's haircut Simi? I feel like that's the only haircut that I know. Like, I and I agree. I think it looks good. I don't know, like, what else men do with their hair besides, like, just cutting it all off. Right. But I do think the side part fade is, is, is good. When people who have one A through C hair get their hair cut as Very kids. good. Very good. No, I'm trying. I'm trying very hard to use the thing over here. Um... They get, I remember they, they would get the, the, the bowl cuts. Oh, yo. Do you remember the Caesar? Great. Do you remember the Caesar what haircut? What was the Caesar haircut? It was all the rage in the 90s. The crimped hair is not my favorite. But you know what I hate more than the crimped hair? Is this bullshit right here. This chunky highlights. That's come back too. I'm not happy it's about back? it. It's back. You didn't hear? I didn't hear. Oh, no. <laughs> Send it away. You lie. didn't hear? It's back. <laughs> Who has it? What they do now, it's like just the chunky highlights like in the front. In the, oh, it's terrible still. Ooh. And it doesn't... It's, no. not, it's not my favorite. No. It was never my favorite. I don't know why it was a thing. Because J-Lo had it. Like Kelly Clarkson had it. Everybody had it. It was mm -hmm. terrible. The chunky terrible. highlights. Ugh. Just uh, objectively looking at it, Like how did... How? Why? Did we think that was a good idea collectively? <laughs> Why? And everybody had it too. Everybody, in high school, the girls in high school had it. And like, they'd have the jet black hair and they'd go get the chunky highlights. And I'm like, wait. Mm -hmm. In blonde. Just, that. Yeah, yeah, just get the whole thing. Okay, whatever, whatever. I'm getting upset about that. Let's move on quickly. <laughs> um, I don't know what this swiped up flat in front is. I, I never, I wasn't. Oh, this was like every... 
This was the, all the white guys in the 2000s who didn't have the spikes. It was like really, yes. really short. Accurate. And it was as if they took their palm and just like flattened the front of their Flatten hair. It. <laughs> and it would like stick up. It was like flat in the front. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. I remember. That was bad. That was very accurate. I'm glad it's gone. It's the. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, I lied when I said the chunky highlights were my least favorite. The man bun that came in the 2010s, mama. <laughs> That's your least If you are a man listening to this podcast, I need you to understand this right now. The pedophile ponytail is actually better than the man bun. Both are Ooh. absolutely god-awful. You should not have either. That's a... That's a- big statement but yeah <laughs> you don't you know you think the man butt is better than the pedophile ponytail i th- uh, it's the lesser of the two evils that's what i thought oh the uh, the man, man bun is the lesser of the two evils but they're both evil they're both uh, evil. it's a it's a no from me <laughs> they're both evil it's, a, it's an absolute no because this is awful i don't understand why this is <sighs> okay men were like losing their hair um, doing the man buns because of the tension of of having those buns, which is interesting that um, oh. that that was a problem. Yeah, good for them. That's what they deserve. <laughs> if you got the man bun and you lost the hair because of it, that is exactly what you deserve. I'm happy about that. And oh god, do any of you? Do either of you watch um, Shit's Creek with Moira Rose? I watched um, a few episodes in the first season. The lady who plays Moira Rose, her name I think is Catherine O'Hara, yep. and this woman is a style icon. I don't know why she's so slept on. This woman <laughs> is a style icon. And she's the only person I've seen do this. She stacks a wig on a wig on a wig on a wig. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Because what she does is, she doesn't wear the wig like a wig. She wears it like a fascinator. So there's a wig that mm. she wears. And then, say for instance, she'll wear like a, a mid-length bob that's blonde, and then she'll stack like a brunette super curly hair as a fascinator on top. Mama, it's fashion. <laughs> Every time she does it, it kills me and it sends me. She'll take a feathered black hair and stack it on that black bob, or she'll get a ponytail of her real hair, but instead of using like a scrunchie, she would use another wig as the scrunchie. It's beautiful to be why has hair been a political thing in the u.s and i don't know much about this but from what i understand is that because america is evil sorry yeah because america is evil and it's mostly insidious racism which is just it's racism but they'll mask it as something else it's like low-key so say, for instance, when they say dreads and braids are not professional, what they mean is we don't want black people at our jobs. Right. Because why would hair be unprofessional? It's hair. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like a bad attitude that's going to hurt customer service. It's just hair. But if they deem it unprofessional, then, you know, that's racist. And of course, the fact that they criminalize black hair, say for instance, dreads, if a black man had dreads and he were walking on the street and somebody happened to have been in trouble nearby and they said, oh, we have a suspect who fled the scene, the first person they grab is a black person with dreads. That's just that on that. Especially if it's like a drug-related crime, they just assume 
all the people with dreads are up to no good and are selling heroin <laughs> or whatever else it is. Yeah, yeah, white people with dreads, white people with dreads, just what can even be said about these people? But <laughs> I, I was just thinking, <laughs> I, just, I don't know what to do with those people. But it's like, it's still, I guess, considered unprofessional on them, but there's not that perception of like a dangerous person. It's just like, oh, look at this silly little hippie stoner white person with their dreads. <laughs> it's like, there's nothing right. like... right. But yeah, the whole idea of a hairstyle being unprofessional just doesn't, like, it has nothing to do with their competence. <laughs> it's like literally zero. Nothing. They could come with a different hairstyle every nothing. day. It doesn't change their capability every day. Like, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. And the thing that... It don't um, make sense. Right. I wasn't going to talk about this on account of I have no hair and I don't think it's my place to say. But <laughs> when other races who are not black see a black woman's hair... And their first instinct is to reach to feel the texture. Every time I see it in real person, I'm like, oh no. Because like, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. What in one's mind can justify, hey, let me reach over and grab your hair. Yeah, I, it blows it, my it's mind. It's so weird to me. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It has to be some form of entitlement or superiority to think you have the right to just reach over and grab someone's hair. So, and, yeah. and of course, they'll make a comment about black ladies if they come into work with a different hairstyle like every day. Obviously, Noreen didn't grow 40 inches of hair in Noreen. a week. Noreen? Noreen? <laughs> Let's go with Nia. Nia didn't grow 40 inches of hair in a week. Does it matter to you? What Like, is that your real hair? Is that a wig? Like, just shut the fuck up. It's, yeah. it's not your business. Yeah, they'll, they'll always comment and ask, is that your real hair? Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, it... it yeah, I've definitely I, experienced that a lot in my life. Somebody's reached for your hair? Oh, yeah, no, actually, you look... Of course they have. Look at the material. Look at the material. Oh, God. <laughs> look at the material. Car salesmen, doctors, artists, um, random people at the bus stop have grabbed my hair. Oh, my God. They've grabbed my hair. Wow. Um... It's a strange, it's definitely a strange thing. How do you tell them not to, though? I feel like without seeming like a really upset, like angry person, like there's no way you have to just come out and be angry about it. Yeah, I don't think I ever knew what to do in that situation. And so I, I never knew what the appropriate response would be in that situation. Also, I'm not the most confrontational person there is. Mm -hmm. I am a very... Let me stay in my lane. Let me mind my own business. So when someone swerves out of their lane to come and <laughs> grab my hair, it's just, I just feel like a deer in headlights. I just don't even know what to do. Like, I'm just, I just feel like I'm in shock and I mm -hmm. can't, I, I, I don't think I've ever been able to put together the right response, the right, you know, I, I just don't know what anyone's supposed to do in that situation. I mean, I, I, I think I can come up with something, but when, when you're in the and moment you and at. you're at a car sale, like a, at a car dealership with your parent who's trying to negotiate with a car, and then the car salesman just comes over and just pets you like a dog. What? Just pets what? you like a dog in front of your, like in front of your, your parent, and then compares you to a black female celebrity that you look nothing like. What do you do? I didn't know. I, I just say I still like I still don't know. I would fight. I'm sorry. I, I look. I'm or, already ready to fight on oh any occasion God. whatsoever. 
but you you reach yeah. for my head we're fighting yeah. let's just it <laughs> it happened so much and i was very i kind of like shut down and got very cold and then he was like oh did i like upset you oh did i oh i'm i'm sorry and then it, it like everything just got really awkward and then the vibe very much in the room since i was the only woman in the room was that like it wasn't said but the the vibe that i got was that I, like I was the problem even though this man was mm. the one that like grabbed my hair anyway I have stories to go on for days about this but I will say I have had people of um of of all races grab my hair I've even had black people grab my hair the but with white people I feel like or people who are non-black who have touched or grabbed my hair without my consent um they that comes more from a, a place of entitlement and like wonder and like I just need to touch it and I don't know what's going on over there and I should be able to like you know touch yeah. your body or like anything connects to you because like you don't matter but for black people that have touched my hair they're trying to figure out if it's real there's more of a yank going on to see if it'll, it's like they're trying to, which is like a a different type of disrespect. It's like, okay, let's say it wasn't growing from my head. Why do you want to yank my wig off? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, why are you trying to expose me like that? (laughs) Like it is my hair, but even if it wasn't like, that's so rude. (laughs) You want to, you want to like have the wig in the hands? Like, see, I knew it didn't grow from your head. I got it. Just, you know, I, I think they think I'm, yeah, they think I'm lying. They think, you know, I have a lot of hair, like it's in twists now, but like when it, when it is out, it, it, it gets very large, gets very large, but they, they don't think that it's real. And that's fine, but I guess they just they just have to test it. They just try to yank it out because they are so sure that it isn't mine. Which is so, like, you know, that's, like, mean. Even if I was lying, like, just let me have this. <laughs> I can't. I'm dying. Just let me have this. <laughs> just... You know, keep that knowledge to yourself. It is mine for the for the record. But you know, even if it wasn't, you know, you could just I can't imagine. This I can't is make crazy. this up. I can't make this up. I really can't make this up. Seriously. Oh, hey. <sighs> oh my god. God help us all. Oh. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where the the rest of the episode won't get that high because <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's a just on the lines of like white people with dreads. Just white people appropriating black hairstyles and it being just like a cute fun thing with them wearing something that could like if a black person wears it like it could get them fired or like wouldn't be able to get a job but white people it's like i got these cute little braids in jamaica like (laughs) it's just it's not cute yeah it's not cute y'all and and i think that is the problem the fact that it is appropriated because you know Mm -hmm. at the end of the day i keep saying it's just hair but there's a lot of political context to why it's mm-hmm. just not right for it to be appropriated like that. Meanwhile, if you like the in terms of the every artist has to be marketable in terms of aesthetic. There has to be a very clear idea of an artist's aesthetic for them to sell records or to be a, a personality or whatever. But a lot of them will lean into the quote unquote urban black culture with their aesthetic Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay we need to stop 
So I also wanted to talk about men losing hair. This is the part that I have expertise, mama. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I think a lot of people like get shocked. I'd, like one day they just realize, oh my God, I have a bald spot. I knew like I, cause I knew when my hair started to like change. So it was like in, in college around sophomore year. Cause I, I used to have like, like I said, the absolute 4C combing my hair used to be hard. And then I noticed all of a sudden, like, my hair got a little finer. Like, I could, if I had it really low, I could brush it easier. Or if it were a little longer, it wasn't, it wasn't as much work to comb. And I was like, I was actually happy about it. I was like, phew, finally, in my life, my hair is easier to manage. Like, on its own, I don't have to do much to it. And then I graduated college and it just progressed into, oh, no, it's actually not staying on my head anymore. <laughs> to, there's very little of it. To like, if I grew a, a really, if I grew it out longer, you'd see the difference in density in different parts. Mm. So I was like, okay, it's going. And I was one of those people who I, I made a decision. I was like, it's just hair. If it goes, it goes. I'm not getting one of those who was like holding on for dear life, like rocking the comb mm. over until I die. <laughs> I was like, it's just hair. Cut it low or cut it all off entirely. It's like, hopefully. I have a personality that's independent of my aesthetic such that people will continue, the three people will continue to interact with me based off of my shitty personality <laughs> rather than my hair and my looks. So It's not true. We only talk to you for your hair. I know. There's <laughs> nothing, nothing else. That's Absolutely why we're nothing. here. That's why we're here. <laughs> we're only here for the hair. <laughs> right. And some men do the thing where it's called hat fishing, where like they'll wear a hat 24 seven. Hat fishing. So you don't kind of, you don't know that they don't have any hair and they'll never take it off. But the thing is, even now, I have to be really cognizant of the fact that somebody could construe what I'm doing as hat fishing. Because I have less hair, my head just gets colder these days. <laughs> it gets so if I have a hood, I'm putting the hoodie up. If I have a, a hat, I'm wearing the hat. And I hate hats. You don't understand. I hate hats. But when my head gets cold when I'm biking, my mind's a hat. It has to be a hat. But the thing is, if you meet somebody and you have a hat on, like, do you see how they could assume? that you're hat fishing. So what I usually do is like, if I meet somebody for the first time and they don't know me, I'm like, I have to snatch the hat off so they can know like, there's nothing here. <laughs> so I'm not like, you know, hat fishing them, but it's a real thing. And um, if you're out here hat fishing, own your bald head. It's not that serious. It's just head. And if your good looks were the only thing that were that was keeping you sociable, maybe develop a personality. I don't know. Yeah, it's really interesting to me the like different like where men's threshold is. Um, because like male pattern baldness is such a common thing. Like seeing when and if a man decides to shave his head when he starts losing his hair. Like, it seems like some people, they lose, like, a tiny bit, and they're like, get rid of it. <laughs> and then you see some guys who just have, like, the one strip of hair just from, like, <laughs> like their whole top of their head is bald, and they have the one strip of hair around the outside. And they, and they will they, style it to heaven and back. They cling on to that. <laughs> I, and the thing is, I'm not, like, this is the thing, right? I don't... Like, I don't want to seem like the person who's, like, judging anybody from their choices, even though I am. But 
I'm, I've, I've said this before. I'm now trying to learn how to let people make their own choices and let them enjoy the choices that they make. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, I'd be out here just roasting people, like yeah. telling them what I really think. And I'm just like, you know what? It's not that serious. It's none of your business. Let them have this one thing. Wow, growth. I know. Cindy yeah. has known me for a really long time, and this this has not always been the me. No. I will tell you what I think, even if you didn't ask for it, and I will roast you regardless. Anyway, and I wonder why I have no friends. So, yeah, I I I remember thinking I wanted to be cognizant of that. That when I am losing my hair, I don't want to be the person who's like doing a comb over. Like I've seen those people. I don't I don't think the look works. So yeah. I'm like, let it go yeah right um man it would never like see next episode or last episode for why it wouldn't work but speaking of wigs like it would be great if men could wear like if that were a thing that could be normalized because like so many men deal with like baldness like i mean also because wigs are great but like what but men are oh we talked about this wigs are coming in for men (laughs) yeah yeah men are so you know toxic but um wig for men is like on the uprise the yeah. gays have a handle of on this like wow. there there are tracks like you know the the old school toupees they have tracks that they can lay down and they would literally put the piece on your head and then cut it with the rest of whatever hair you have working in the back to make yeah. it look like one seamless thing yeah and men are going for it it's great wow. um and maybe i should look into like some fun wigs because honestly I wouldn't do it because I was ashamed of being like losing hair, right. but some of those looks are popping off all the way off and they are serving those looks. So mm-hmm. yeah, but it's not as popular. And I think it's only like the people in the queer community or the people who are really into style and fashion who are hip mm-hmm. to the stuff. So hopefully it gets more popular because look, I can be in my fifties rocking a full piece. And also, men who go get the hair transplants. This is the other thing I was going to say, right? It's a possibility, but I think you have to do it at the beginning of your hair loss, not at the end. Because there's only so much they can do if it's like a beacon of shining armor. Like, they can't really work with that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. But I think, like, hair transplants have gotten cheaper over the years. But it's still in the double-digit thousands, like, to get a really good one. Hmm. And if you wow. don't have any major investments and you're spending 10 to 20K on a hair transplant, yeah. you're not Elon Musk. Elon Musk can pay for a hair transplant. He has money. Like, yes. you can't spend that money like that. It doesn't make any sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, we're going to move on to the millennial versus Gen Z. This is what I understand this to be, right? The middle versus the side part. I don't know much more about this. Let us have it. Okay, so... I believe this originated from a Gen Z TikToker who made a TikTok basically stating that the middle part looks better on everyone. And by everyone, I think she means women, you know, Mm. not necessarily like men with short haircuts, but I think she meant that um, middle parts look better on everyone and side parts are not stylish and also just give away that you're a millennial or older. (laughs) It's it's an out of style. It's like an out of style, and it's it's something that reveals your age. No, <laughs> like the same way, like many outdated styles that we've discussed. Gen Z sees the side part as being in the same category as right. that, from what I understand. No. And when I found that out, I found that very shocking. I found that very shocking too. Like I no. 
you know, which also is me giving away my age. How can a side part be in the same category as the wedge, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, we- <laughs> the, the beehive, as like one of those outdated styles that only someone who's just stuck in the past and refuses to move into the future um, rocks. And, and yeah, it's seen as something that only older people do, the side part. Wow. For those of you who don't yeah. know what we all look like right now, Christy's currently rocking a side part, which is why I'm It's okay, cackling. girl. It's, it's okay, girl. And I had to, I spoke, I spoke with a, my younger sister about this. I'm like, certainly this cannot be true. Yeah. So I have a, I have two sisters. One uh, is 15. I haven't really spoken to her about it, but I have another sister who is 21. So she's like kind of on the cusp of, of, mm. she's like the youngest millennial slash like older, older Gen Z. And she said... Yeah, it is what it is. I don't know anyone my age with a side part. I don't know anyone in my age bracket with a side part, not one. And she is finishing up college, so she knows a lot of people. <laughs> she knows a lot of people. She's contact with a lot of uh, a lot of people who are twenty between the ages of eighteen to twenty one. She says I don't know a single <laughs> single person we are no longer relevant so, so yeah right and now. um oh yeah it's i that i don't i have a lot of feelings about this because i remember there was like a there was a point in time where you could look into a woman's fashion or style magazine and they would they would always have this portion of the magazine where they would discuss how you should part your hair based on your face shape Mm. so if you have a heart-shaped face there are certain parts in your hair and certain ways to style your hair that is favorable for that or if you have a square face certain parts and hairstyles for that circle face so on and so forth so i always understood hair parts to be like a personal thing personal thing that you pick based on you your know features. what you know your own features this the middle part can't be for everybody it can't be for ev- <laughs> not everybody but according to gen z um they're like it's for you know mm. only old people wear side parts and i, I just feel very i just feel so torn about it like for for reference i do have a middle part but it's not because gen z told me to <laughs> Um, but, and also it's not, it's not about, it's not about it. It's the principle. It's the principle. It's the principle. And Jen, I will not have, I don't think Gen Z should be bullying us yes. millennials what is to this? ditch the side part because there's nothing wrong with the side part. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> call me old fashioned, call me old, call me ancient, but... <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm shook that your sister actually rode the bus over you by telling you, you know what? Nobody I know does that. <laughs> Nobody. She I was know. like, let's just. And you know, I'm not gonna lie. I did a little bit. I did a little bit of Instagram stalking of my 15 year old, 15 year old sister. She's only wore, wears a side part. Not a single one of her friends that she interacts with on the on the internet. All of her classmates, they all have middle parts. She's had a middle part for as long as I can remember. And, you know, it's, it's, and you know what they say, the ra- their rationale is it's about symmetry. 
And apparently Gen Z is like really big on, well, this is, this is my theory. This is my theory. This is all personal is all me (laughs) is that, you know, they're all, you know, they, they, they've grown up in front of screens, you know, they have a different understanding of aesthetics, way more advanced than, than I did at that age about like colors and aesthetic and symmetry, you know? So they really like symmetry, I don't know. They just, yeah, they really like symmetry. They like things to be even, balanced. Um, They don't like things being off at all. They just, the middle part. The middle part. That is the middle versus side part thing. What what do you guys, I've I've been talking a lot. What do you guys think about that? Do you agree? Do you think, like, do you think it's unreasonable? What do you think? It doesn't matter to me on account of there's no hair for me to style. But (laughs) But what about for other people? (laughs) Right. That's what I'm, I'm I'm so shook about this is because I can, I can't believe that. Look it up. I'm not making this up. Right. (laughs) I can't imagine that a hair, a hair part could be so divisive. Such That's that how like, I feel. Yeah, this, this oh hair will not work. This part because will of the not part, work. right? Like, with the only exception being the zigzag part, no one Ooh. should do that anymore yeah, ever that, again. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That That's not. That's not up for discussion. With the exception <laughs> of the zigzag part, parts. <laughs> <laughs> should not be a divisive thing absolutely not i'm shook on so many different levels right now but <laughs> just yeah my side part is like very prominently featured in this camera angle as we're recording this <laughs> i just like i didn't even think about it as like a like a hair style like i don't know this is i just thought my hair was sort of pretty neutral and now i'm just thinking of like have these like Gen Z people been passing me on the street, <laughs> like clocking me for having this? <laughs> Knowing exactly your age. <laughs> they are. They're like, she is not one of us. <laughs> She's not one of us. <laughs> you gotta you wake up tomorrow morning, you gotta part your hair differently. She's not she's not one of us. Oh my and God. yeah. Oh I've been I've been hearing different things, but I, I truly believe that we should not live under the tyranny of Gen Z. You gotta live your life. If if side part is is what makes you feel good, then but you know the rock other the thing, side part. <laughs> I'm also really shook because I think of any two generations that are side back to back, we got along with the ones that came before us. It's the baby boomers that didn't get along with us. Is it Generation X that came before us? Yeah, came before the millennials. Yeah, Gen Gen X. Yeah. What are what are some typical features of Gen X? Um, they're probably right now, maybe even 45. So yeah, they were, I think they're older what than What year was it? I can't do math. What I'm trying to find out is what decade was it when they were in their 20s? Gen mm-hmm. X is from 1965 to 1980. So wait, they're way past their 40s now. Yeah. They're like older. They're like, in their they're like 41, 42. Yeah. Because the right. youngest millennials the, the are youngest now. Ones. Oh God, the youngest millennials are almost 40. Help. <laughs> How old are the the youngest millennials were born in ninety six? Right. Does math. So they're almost thirty. They're twenty four. They should be twenty five this year. The youngest the youngest millennials yeah, are twenty five this year. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. Like we got along with the Gen X. We didn't have any like 
rifts like i don't think we were out here roasting gen x exactly i'm sure we were i mean like for example (laughs) i was just roasting gen x yesterday actually um particularly (laughs) she said not on my watch (laughs) (laughs) actually i have been roasting gen x and let me know what you think about this but you know i've been re-watched well not re-watching i've been watching for the first time because i didn't watch it when it came out at the time i was watching the show a different world (laughs) And it struck me while I was watching the show that in the 90s, especially for black men, it was very common for them just to rock the mustache and nothing else. My dad rocked that. And it was considered like a a, a stylish thing to do. Just Mm -hmm. the mustache, no beard, no anything. Mm -hmm. Just the stash. (laughs) It was a very popular thing. My dad had it, and like so did everybody else's dad. My dad had it too. Of and course he did. But I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember it looking bad. I just I just remember it looking dated. Like it didn't look bad. It just looked like it was dated. It came from. A I very think that's how Gen Z feels about the side, the side part. part. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. like oh you're an abomination. It's oh, just like just... oh you're from a different time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I hate this so much. I can't. Yeah, but it definitely touches a, a, a soft spot for me because, yeah, like, oh my God. what? Yeah, anyway. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go in the mirror and see how I look with a middle part after this. Like, I'm going to go see. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine has a sister who works who works as a school counselor and recently she was telling me that she was facetiming with her sister and she was like trying out the middle part and i think it's because of the the young people (laughs) the young people said something to her about it and she was trying it out and she's like i don't know i don't think i look good with this i don't know it just doesn't I'm so sorry for those who have hair who have to now go repart their whole hair. That's that's too much. <laughs> but you know what? Like something about something about fashion and style that and hair that I've just been like learning in general is that it's always a pendulum. Yeah, you know, it's always it's always one thing and then it goes back like but you know, like the nineties fashion is back in now in the twenty twenties, you know, everyone mom jeans were not cool at all in the early two thousands. Everyone mm-hmm. was wearing those low rises with their hip bones and the top of their vaginas like kind of <laughs> hanging out the top of your jeans. That and that was the only way you could wear them. That was the yep. only way you could wear them. And <laughs> now you couldn't you wouldn't be caught dead with the mom jeans in two thousand two. Oh my god. But now, you know, so it's always rise, it's yeah. always a pendulum. The yeah. side part in in conclusion. It will come back. In conclusion, even if it's if it's not in right now, it's gonna come back someday. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Even if it's gonna it. come it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back. Okay. You know what, and though? then you can say you were ahead of the curve. You know what I always say though? I mean, which I mean Coco Chanel said this too. She's like, fashion comes and goes in trends. Good style is forever. So if you just happen to have good style, you are going to survive the trends as they come and go. But the people who follow the trends, yeah, they're the people who are going to get outdated. I had a sweet 16 when I was turning 16 and I had like the side part and I had my hair straightened and it was like a swoop. It was kind of like a half up, half down situation. It is kind of like a like a bridesmaid hairstyle. Mm. And then they were kind of like put into pin curls 
like close to my head and then the the rest of the hair was like curled in like pin curls so it was like similar to what you would see at a wedding or something like that hmm. did you like it yeah. no no <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I did not like it, but you know, it was kind of too late at that point. It was kind of too late at that point. It's that's what I that's what I get for like. (laughs) I hope she never hears this. That's what I get for just trusting my mother. She was like, "Oh, let's just go to this lady. Like, she'll know what to do. She'll know what to do." And I didn't pre-test it. We didn't really discuss. I just showed up like on the day, and she was like, "Lucia got it. Lucia got it." Lucia will know know what to do and um it wasn't bad I just didn't I just didn't think it was flattering I didn't Mm. think it was flattering I didn't think I looked um and I I don't know I Mm -hmm. didn't look as whatever as I thought as as attractive as I imagined myself looking on that day I'm so sorry you were not (laughs) popping off no it it seemed like very like have you ever been to a wedding and like you you see the um it felt juvenile like you know like when you see the little um the the little girl that like holds the 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 flower girl it was like a it was like a little girl flower girl hairstyle mm. and I'm like I'm turning sixteen like I'm a I'm a woman now oh you okay? wanted you wanted I'm, a sophisticated elegant. I wanted to like look sophisticated and elegant and I kind of mm. looked like a big flower girl <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Right. But it's okay. I had yes. a fun time. But anyway, that, that's my experience getting a hairstyle <laughs> done for myself. So I, oh man. So I luckily learned that lesson about like trying things out beforehand with hair, not the hard way. So I had never really gotten my hair done for an event and I was getting married. This was in 2017. And my mother-in-law like insisted that I get a hair trial. And I was like, you know, I, I know what I like. Smart. I have all the Pinterest pictures. Like, it, you know, I'm going to show them the pictures. It's going to look sort of like the pictures, right? Like, what's the big deal? And she was like, no, no, no. You need to do a hair trial. It's like, okay. And she like knew the stylist. Like it wasn't her stylist, but it was like another one who she like knew was pretty good. And I came in and I was showing her pictures of, they're like up, I don't, I forget the exact words. I would have known while I was in the throes of wedding planning, but it was like an updo that's like, a little bit messy, but not like full on messy bun. It had some structure, but also some like sort of romantic little wispy things. I showed her lots of Pinterest pictures and she was like, great, great, great. And she did my hair. (laughs) And I came out looking like Jimmy Neutron. It was like- (laughs) I remember this. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, it was like someone had put like a plastic wig on my (laughs) And it was just like perfectly smooth. It was like six inches high on one side and completely flat on the other. It had like these, I've got pictures of it in here. It had like one weird, like extremely defined curl on one side. So, so I learned my lesson. Because <laughs> I would have, oh my God, I can't even imagine if that was like, if I actually had my hair look like that on my wedding day. It's giving me like the mis- like the mistress of the house for Handmaiden's Tale. It's giving me wife of the house, Handmaiden's Tale. Oh. I hate this so much. This is terrible. Oh God. Just how every bride wants to look on her wedding day. 
Oh, God. It was so bad. But I ended up, uh, my stepmom actually did my hair for my wedding. She's a, she is a professional hairstylist. And she did about a million times better. I actually loved how my hair came out. Yeah, I put a picture of it. Is that you? Uh huh. Oh, yes. So much better. Mm -hmm. You look great. Thank you. Yeah, no, she did it, which I don't, I mean, I don't understand how hairstylists do it, even looking at the Pinterest pictures, how you get it to like, like it looked like it had a little like messiness and like a little flow, but my hair, it don't move. (laughs) It don't. It did not move. (laughs) It don't move. (laughs) I'm serious. I had that hairstyle for 12 hours and it did not move. Like I don't, (laughs) it's a talent. It's not a talent I have, but yeah, if you're doing a big event, Here's my advice. Do a hair trial. I was not a believer, but I learned. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like for weddings these days, they should people should just get wigs. I, I don't know if yeah. that's like a practical thing, but I feel like you know what the wig is going to look like. So just keep the wig. That's a good hand. thought. But anyway, that's that's my two cents. Get a wig. Oh, yeah. So what did you all do with your hair during COVID when the salons were all closed? Okay, so on account of... First of all, I cut my own hair. I've said this before. I do everything myself. I, I'm okay at it. But because it was a panoramic and I wasn't seeing anybody, I kind of just <laughs> didn't care about my appearance. So I just didn't touch... The hair was in terrible shape. So that's what I did. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, I also do my hair myself, like... So it didn't really affect me. I don't really like get my hair cut or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to cut my own hair, but I've been trying to lay off of that because every time I cut my own hair, I get a little scissor happy and I, <laughs> I start to fixate and I need it to be like exactly mm. even. And then I just end up like cutting off so much. So I've, I haven't been doing that. So it didn't really affect me uh, when the hair salons closed. Yeah, it didn't affect How me did for... Affect it didn't affect me for a while until, cause I usually just go to get my hair trimmed. Like I don't get it like styled big time. Like I'll get like some slight layers, but mostly I just like, I don't, I need to cut the split ends off. And that's why I go into the hair salon because I would also get scissor happy, but it was getting into quarantine and I was, the split ends were just, they were just out of control. Like it was awful. My hair was breaking. It was like, <laughs> I was just like, this has to be stopped. Like, I can't deal with this anymore. But I, w- I was, like, very afraid of just, like, cutting my hair because I was like, it's going to end up uneven on both sides. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I ended up <laughs> finding on YouTube what's called the unicorn ponytail haircut method, <laughs> where you wet your hair, pull it all tight to the very, like, front middle of your forehead in a ponytail, and... Like, basically, like, chop off the end of it. <laughs> and it's supposed to give you, like, it gives you layers, and you, the, like, severity of the layers is dependent on the angle that you cut it off. So, like, if you cut it off just, like, straight in line with your head, it's, like, almost no layers. And if you angle it more, you get more severe layers. So, uh, this sort of worked. It sort of worked. It certainly got rid of the split ends. Um, but I cut it at what I thought would give me, like, barely any layers at all. <laughs> it was much shorter in the front than it was in the back. <laughs> no! I mean, it, like, it was... 
It could have been worse. It could have been worse. Because it was like a, it did give like a, um, like it was a smooth transition. It was just a lot shorter in the front than I meant to make. It was a lot. (laughs) So, uh, but it got rid of the split ends, so. At least the salons are open back now, so no more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. So, so how does, okay, how does hair play into dating? I saw this TikTok the other day, and it's about this black girl. She went on a date with a, a white guy. So he picks her up. They go to his place. But for whatever reason, his, he lives with his mom. So they go into his room. They're watching a movie or whatever. By the way, she meets the mom on her way in, says hello, whatever. And the mom comes back, knocks on the door, pulls the son out of the room, and they go talk in the hallway or whatever. And the boy comes back into the room and he says to her, um, do you need to go to the hospital? And the girl is like, no, like, why would I need to go to the hospital? I'm fine. What do you mean? He goes, yeah, um, my mom just uh, noticed that uh, your scalp is peeling. And she was like, what? So she runs to the bathroom, checks in the mirror. The lace of her wig had lifted. (laughs) It had lifted. So you know what happened is the white guy, she, she just came out and she told him, she goes, you know what? Yeah, it's the, it's the lace of my wig. It's lifted. Like, my, my scalp is fine. Don't worry about it. He got really upset. He okay. said she catfished him, oh. kicked her out of his house, and she had to wait outside to call an Uber. And I was like, oh, my God. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and she she was saying that that was the last time she's gonna mess with a white person. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yep. But like I feel like yeah, not no not knowing the basics of like what a wig looks like and what a wig lace looks like, I'm like, wow. I would imagine a lot of white men are not familiar with the lace front. Yeah, I wouldn't get bent out of shape if somebody like reveals a hairpiece. Like this really brings up like an interesting question and discussion about like looking presentable and trying to make yourself as attractive as possible and like to what degree is is perceived as being misleading i know like we women especially because there are so many um there's such like a high standard like we're expected to be quote unquote beautiful or to at least a try or attempt especially in the dating sphere to appear beautiful so we have like a lot of things to like push us closer to that thing. We got makeup, we've got nails, we've got like hair extensions, we got wigs, we got waist trainers, we got spanks, we got, you know what I mean? We have a lot of things. Um, And so it's really interesting, the idea of like employing, like, am I like, are you employing too many things to the point that like you are looking so different from yourself and you're making yourself look like something that you're not and i'm just thinking about hat fishing and how like it would be sexist to say that a woman catfished you by wearing a wig but it's like not sexist to like say a like man, a man yeah. hat fished you because he like kept his hat on for the first three dates and then you, you start like dating him even more and then you find out he's got a crazy hairline you know <laughs> like, like yeah. his hairline like starts <laughs> back here or whatever or he has a funny shaped head or whatever the situation <laughs> is <laughs> um yeah yeah and th- this is i mean and the point that i will make in terms of like 
styling and personal grooming and stuff. The whole point of your grooming and your styling and your makeup should not be to look like a different person. If you look like a different person, maybe you're doing it wrong. It's the whole point of all of this is to accentuate or to emphasize the good or the perceived good features that you have, not to give you a whole new setup. <laughs> but I suppose like it's a slippery slope. Like, it is a, such a slippery slope, you can, you and can it's just like where keep do you? Editing. Where do you call it? Yeah, mm-hmm. like where do you? stop especially when you have so many things at your disposal to like make you look closer to whatever ideal that you're aspiring to like Mm -hmm. if you don't have long flowy hair you could just buy some (laughs) you know (laughs) like if you don't have if you don't have like luscious lips just get a lip liner draw Draw it outside just draw them in and then fill it in with a different color ta-da like now you got big lips like i don't you know there's just so many things people can do to really change their appearance appearance and it's like what is a what is emphasizing versus just you know total but i feel like even if somebody did like i feel like it's it's overboard aggressive to kick them out of the house and like that you you, you, you can still you can at least still be cordial and like you know nice about it Mm mm-hmm but that guy is a jerk no question no question Mm -hmm. obviously he's like definitely like a jerk and you know, yeah. Yeah. That was not acceptable. Yeah. It's just interesting the stock people put in like specific specific aspects of physical appearance that you could change one thing, like their perception of your hair and all of us like do you all of a sudden go from an attractive person to an unattractive person? Mm-mm, like right. it's yeah. it's it's wild that swing. Like I could understand being like, oh I sorta liked that a little better, but like <laughs> if if you've done something so drastic that now the person finds you completely unattractive like i mean i don't know i don't know who i side with on that one but it's just interesting that like features like that can hold so much weight oh yeah so has either of your hair changed any as you've gotten older yeah i've lost it <laughs> it don't move <laughs> it don't move um <laughs> Um, I've noticed the older I've gotten, like my hair is not as thick as it used to be and it still is very thick. But when I was a kid, it was really hard to get a comb through it. It was nearly impossible to put a comb, uh, get a brush through it. But as I've gotten older, it's still very thick. It still gets tangled, but not to the degree it did when I was, um, when I was a kid. Mine changed color a lot, like got much, much darker blonde and also got a lot curlier. Um, it's not like curly curly, but it used to be like bored straight. Now it's pretty wavy. Um, this, this, I'm sure I have this in my future one day. This has less to do with aging and more just hormones, but both my mom and my sister's hair turned, they were both blonde and both their hair turned brunette when they had their first kid. Just like started Hmm. growing in from the roots, a completely different color when they got pregnant. So that's weird. That's interesting. Yeah. I had never even heard of it, but apparently it's a thing, and it happened to both of them, so I'm sure it's going to happen to me, but (laughs) it's so odd. Oh, I see. So I guess if you want to, yeah, then you have to start coloring it if you want to keep the original color from before. Yeah. just rock with the new color. Yeah. So my mom's been coloring her hair for years to send it back to blonde, but my sister was like, no. I guess I'm a brunette now. Like, here we <laughs> That's are. That's not on that. <laughs> <laughs> so that concludes our episode about hair. 
Yeah. Thank you, Sinmi, for joining us today. We had a lot of fun. I'm sure we'll drag you on again in the future. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on The Big Empty Purse. We enjoyed having you. It was an absolute blast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us, send us pictures of hairstyles. Uh, weigh in on this Gen Z versus Gen X side part controversy because I'm still shook over that. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about... It's also to be announced and to be determined. But you know what? You show up next week. We'll be here to let you know. And until next time, peace.